1: Welcome to the CollectingCars.com podcast with Chris Harris
0: and Edward Lovett. Hello and welcome to another Collecting Cars podcast. This is me, Chris Harris, at Harris Monkey. I'm with at Edward Lovett, Edward Lovett. And we are having one of our little market updates. Um, And also to remind you that some other stuff going on in Collecting Cars, there is now... A video channel. Edward's taking over the world. Sam Hancock is presenting some fantastic content over on the YouTube channel. So look for the Collecting Cars YouTube channel and also on the main site where, of course, you'll now be browsing for amazing secondhand, interesting vehicles that you can bid on. But... Uh, Rather than having a special guest today, Edward and I are catching up in his G-Wagon outside the Pheasant Pub uh, near Hungerford, which we do now and again. Um, Because there's so much going on in the world of cars, we thought we'd have a bit of a catch-up. And then, um, coming up, we've got some great podcasts in the next three or four weeks. I know we're a bit sporadic with these things, but you know what? Sometimes you have to wait for quality. Let's start with the world of used cars and market values because I think I think we're looking into the face of a tsunami at the moment would you agree?
1: Yeah, it's tough and it's changing and it's changing in front of our eyes. But there's some life out there. There's some business to be done.
0: What do you think is actually going on in the the main volume areas of the of the interesting car business? So it's felt like we've we've been through a really joyous um successful almost seven eight year period now where there's just been you know that people have become complacent when there's just this assumption that whatever they buy is going to go up in value cars are spoken of as much as assets that are going to look after you as they are motor cars that you should be out enjoying or if you know those of us have been around long enough know that there's basically a load of boxes you tick and once they've all been ticked Everything's going to go shit shaped and it feels to me like we got there actually quite a long time ago yeah, and now we're we're in the we' we're, we're in that bad place yeah.
1: you know I, I know I haven't really owned many modern cars or new- cars for a long time, and the chase over the last few years you know people changing every six months have multiple car new cars on order. You know, I think we said this last time that no one gives the car they've actually bought a chance to fall in love with it, and you know you should really own a car for one, two, three, four years if you really love it. Um, and people just they've lost they've lost that, and now we're coming into a period where this little six-month, 12-month change cycle is starting to cost an
0: awful lot of money, an awful lot of money. So So what's happening? Are people wearing it? Yeah, we need some window, don't we? we? Are, but we'll, your g wagon. the sun's come out. This thing's basically a greenhouse, a very good greenhouse on wheels. Why don't we have the sunroof? Okay? Well, we That'd could do the sunroof. we could do the sunroof. We were in road.
1: your M5 last time. We were. So yeah. if you
0: hear a bit of noise, sorry about that, but we need some air in here. Um, so what what do people do now? Are, what what are people doing? Are they wearing it and saying, okay, I've only had my 488 spider for a month, and now you're trying to sell me an F8 Tributo? and then they're wearing it, and lower down in the marketplace, are they saying, um, I know there's a new M4 around the corner, M3 around the corner, but I've just spent 60 grand on this one, and I think I might just pass on that one.
1: Well, I, I think there's a big um, there's a big disparity in how different people are coping with it. As we well know, we have a mutual person that's been through the Ferrari process recently that's sort of dipped his toe in can afford the losses but he is out of it now because he didn't expect the losses um but he could afford to take the loss you know there are other people in these deals that probably can't afford to take the loss and they certainly can't afford to take it and roll into a, a another another potential loss um so pe- people are going to have to stay in the cars and if they want if they want to sell them they're just going to have to accept the reality of what they're worth today
0: but but staying in the car is one thing but you're stung aren't you and and, and However wealthy you are,
1: mentally stung is that what? you Yeah. You're
0: I, if however wealthy you are, I think there's an element of I'm not going to go back to that. You, you you say at the time I'm never going back to that. Yeah. As we always do. You do go back to it because you love cars, and there'll be something that once the pain has subsided, you'll think in three years' time, two years' time. But it could be that length of time. Oh, I'll have another go. But for, yeah, well, but for a, for a while. I, I think blokes are quite cyclical in their in their sort of passions. Like I've got certain weaknesses. I like hi fi's. I like cars occasionally like mountain bikes. I've basically got my boy hobbies that I'm willing to spend some of my disposable on. Yeah. And I go through phases really. Sometimes I love cars and then I might go quiet on cars for a bit and I'll go into high fives and it tends to go round and round. Cars have definitely dominated it far more than anything else. And I think a lot of blokes are like that. But all it takes is, you know, to have bought a five fifty Marinello for hundred and twenty grand last year and suddenly, you know, that car's now what's that worth now 60 grand yeah and and you you've probably you've probably made the purchase by telling your significant other that you've only bought it because it's going to go up and well, that, I in. think I think that's and, the and then you so the whole there's a bit of a house of cards yeah. and I think once you once you've assessed all of that you just think I'm not going there for a while and that's really bad for our yeah. industry
1: yeah that you know, that is the the difference. You know, people that bought some of these cars for some of the prices, that they were convincing themselves that this was a move. This wasn't I want a 550 Maranello. It was manual gearbox, V12 Ferrari. This is a good move. Well, you know, the, you should be buying from the heart, not with the head. Yeah, um, and we'll come
0: to that later on. Edward's been very organised here. He's basically bought um, a list of. Um, a, a sort of iPad list of things we should talk about. I that's my shopping it. list, though. You're on the wrong. Yeah, bit. Shop- yeah. So you, when it says Corona, you're trying to buy beer, or what? Yeah, that's, that's so the first beer, one says one. Corona Impact. Now, I thought Jurgen Klopp's interview about. Um, I don't watch football at all, but I think he's an interesting character. His interview where he said, "Why would you listen to me? I'm a football manager. I know nothing about this disease. Ask someone that knows." I agree. I've no. I don't want to sit here and advise people. I have no idea what's going on with it. It's clearly quite scary. We're recording this on the 12th is it or the 11th today on the 11th this is the 11th of of march so i suspect by the time this goes out it'll be a situation will be worse and it's rapidly evolving but what effect is it going to have on on the on the the auction houses on selling cars in general the way they're retailed in the country i think massive
1: well, just to go back to the, the last point you're talking about, this depreciation effect that people, you know, how long are they going to be out of the game for before they dare come back in and, and have another go at a front engine V12 Ferrari or, or whatever the car may be? Is the rapidly changing world that we're in anyway, you know, if they come out of this coma of depreciation in five years, will they be that fussed about owning a combustion engine car anymore or will they be ordering a Tesla or a Taycan or something like that you know it, it, things are changing so quickly who would yeah. know
0: well and also if, if they if they're if they employ a load of people do they want to turn up to work once a month in their fancy car which will just make their employees hate them even more mm. thought I can I can see that all right you need to edit that back whoever's on the edit and get that yeah to go back with the previous bit so the the impact of of this pandemic Um, What's the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? I don't don't know. I'm the same as the football coach. I know know nothing. um, But people don't want to go to public places, public spaces. So auctions are going to be off for a while, aren't they? they have just I gather. Physical auctions, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. So so this is, we're not in any way blowing our own trumpets here, but it does seem that an online marketplace is quite a good idea at the moment. I mean, you. You think that there might be other viruses around the corner, don't you? <laughs> no, I didn't, start, or, or, or I didn't actually, start. Did you start this? One? this? No. No, well, well, I, I think uh, I saw a bloke with I saw a bloke with thinning hair and a ginger beard in Wuhan province <laughs> selling off bats. Was that you? <laughs> selling de- rank dead bats. Well,
1: look, one one thing that always happens with the the motor industry, regardless of uh, all the nonsense that we've had to deal with over the last six months with uh, Brexit and. Uh, elections etc is that you know summer ends we come into the winter some people want to sell cars some cars go into hibernation a lot of dealers decide to reduce their stock levels in december so there's always some good deals to be had and then in january the signs of the market picking up come back big dealer groups starting to buy stock again um and preparing for the spring market everyone gets a bit excited i've got a road tour to do i've got this i've got that there's this race event going on goodwood members meeting for example there's the classic car show in essen or even the that's classic just been, car that's uh, just the, been delayed that's just been uh, delayed cancelled but but ac- actually only a few weeks ago we a lot of us were in paris for the retromobile and the vibe at the retromobile this year was i would say was pretty positive the auction results were good um there was some dealers there with uh, which sam hancock did a, a video for us on which is on youtube um you know some amazing cars there, some decent sale results, no no one realised what we were about to come into um, and it's going to give the spring market a false start and I'm pretty sure it's going to have a a pretty drastic effect on the rest of the year's market.
0: Well I think Italy's going to need some sort of bailout because the country's now in total lockdown, again I'm, this is out of my field of expertise but I, I'm not a politician or a very clever person but if, if no one's allowed to go out their door and go to work, you you can't do that for very long before you've yeah. got problems and actually we have to make the point that within some of the human stories that are going to emerge from this the car market actually means nothing because people's lives are going to be changed but it will have an effect
1: it will have an effect. it, 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 it means nothing in terms of do i need to buy a new ferrari well, well absolutely not and i think that's the point that you know the, the motor industry is a huge industry globally and you know it It might well have an effect on Ferraris and Lamborghinis in Italy or Fiat. Um, We've got the Grand Prix in Melbourne this weekend and already I hear from the press conference uh, a couple of the Red Bull um, or one of the teams are are down with the virus already. And they've
0: just banned anyone coming from Italy?
1: They have, have they? Yeah. It, but Ferrari already there, so no one said that Ferrari not going to be racing. And you know that that will
0: have a role on. It could look like Indianapolis 2005 again, couldn't it? Mm. Frankly, so yeah. so yeah. I mean, I, when they took the decision to go there, I had to say I thought that's very brave. Yeah. Um, but but so there is look, this 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 terrible thing that's happening around the world is definitely going to affect it. Next thing on the list, Tesla. Well, right. I put,
1: we don't have to talk about it in this order. I was just. Oh no, sort of, but I like I like the, the idea of looking at yeah. it. I like the idea of looking at it because
0: it's it's actually some logic and some order which I don't yeah. have in my brain. So Te- I had
1: ai am going to take over here, Chris. I uh, I met someone very interesting this morning that works uh, for Tesla in, in the in the UK. Oh, I think globally actually. A really nice chap. You will know who you are, and um, I also heard from a friend of mine in Holland recently that uh, the tax law was changing at the end of December, so. Tesla needed to deliver all of these Model 3s and Xs and Ss etc so the boat turned up to the port unloaded thousands of Teslas and effectively, he sort of said they put some easy ups in the middle of the port, got the keys out and said, right, the black ones are down there somewhere. The white ones are over there. Blue ones are over there. There's the key. If you just sort of walk down the line and click when the one opens, that's yours. Get in it and drive off. And in a, he told me that the owners were just all ecstatic about buying these cars in this sort of this fashion which is so far away from what we know as sort of long-term car people going into big, huge showrooms and having the sort of flowers, coffee, champagne, congratulations, you've waited two years. Um, Tesla's showing that the world's changing again very, very quickly.
0: I totally agree with you. There's an excitement around this new product, which means that people are focused on the product and they given monkeys about how they take delivery of it. I also think that the motor industry... Has made a massive mistake in building up the handover experience to be something that they thought the customer wanted, but I don't think the customer ever really wanted it. You know, when you go into a showroom and you get given a very fancy cup of coffee by a very beautiful woman, and then someone spends an hour telling you how where the rear window heater is, it's just not necessary. Um, it's a nice experience, but I'm not sure one it f- I'm not sure it fits with the modern world. When when you were BMW in the mid '70s and you were doing what out of your showroom you were doing if you were lucky, three cars a week. It made sense because it was that kind of luxury item yeah. but it's not now. Also, there's precedent for the way people, the people focus on the product and when they do that, you get things like Bista Village, don't you? So if you've got, if you, you can either go to the one on Bond Street, the Gucci shop on Bond Street and pay a load of money and have the experience or you can go up to Bista Village and buy the stuff that's half the price but you, it's the product you want and you're willing to put up with Frankly, and nothing against Bicester here, but you're willing to go to Bicester Village to do it. Is that where you got your gucky handbag from? I haven't got a gucky handbag. I might get a set of cheapy, cheapy loafies for the summer, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, So I totally agree. They're blowing the model apart. I've, I've spoken to some of my friends who know far more about the Tesla stock price and where... Tesla's going as a company because the market capitalization still makes no sense. Are they to more me.
1: valuable than Mercedes now? I think I was told this
0: morning. Well, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. they're more valuable than Ford at the moment, aren't mm-hmm. they? I, I just, it is an incredible business, and it, the, 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 it, it can only tell us a couple of basic things. I think first of all is, is the fact that that Tesla is in possession of an infrastructure, and a bunch of technologies that, that everyone else is really struggling to respond to, um, and second of all that the the, the car industry and the way that cars are retailed was open to to total disruption. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And I, like the the UK place is amazing. The the UK place looks like the rental return place on a on a location for a particularly scummy yeah. rental place, and they just don't give them monkeys because all they're trying to do is get the metal out the door. Yeah, and and the people are so desperate to take delivery, they just can't give them monkeys. As you say, you walk up and it's like that's yours. There, the red one.
1: But they're also there's like a handful of options. You know, There's not much you black, can do with it. different colour leather, yeah. two different colour leathers, tow bar or not. And so they sort of, you know, if you order one and it's sort of coming through and the guy can't take delivery, you just take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they
0: they're, they're tot- they're, they, don't worry at all. The only bit that I struggle with is that the build quality is terrible.
1: But it, but I've written and here, I, and, they're and, disposable. You know, yeah, they're, they're people well, not are not buying them in the same way. I know they're
0: not, but I still think, and I know that it's not a £50,000, £60,000 purchase. It is a, you know, ten grand down and then whatever a month. But I just... I struggle with that's still the second biggest purchase anyone's going to make mm. and any household's going to make it's a house than a car you're not spending more money than that on anything else and just be quite nice if there's a bit of care went into it like we had one last week and the I mean, the, the trim they've put this bloody chrome trim line down the outside of it and it just doesn't meet up anywhere yeah. and that would and does great with they, me
1: this won't be excusable but they probably if they were if they cared that much they already wouldn't be in business oh you know, absolutely they, 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 they're, they're putting their, their their place in the market now, and, and hopefully for them, it may, maybe not, maybe it will be too late once Mercedes, Porsche, VW, etc. start rolling out sort of cheaper Taycans and electric Macans,
0: etc. If I'm doing the simple debit and credit in my head of owning one, on the one hand, yes, the the lack of care that's gone into assembling it worries me, I don't like it, but... The upside is the Tesla supercharger network. And if I was if I was looking to buy one, yeah. would the supercharger network positivity outweigh the build quality? Absolutely, yes. Just they're so far ahead. And I just don't see how the others are going to catch up at the moment. I was one of these ones that 18 months ago was saying, oh, you wait till the Taycan arrives, you wait till the VW what arrives. But VW are about to you know splurge this new electric vehicle at us in the next few months. But there's just no infrastructure in this country to support it. Yeah. So I think, I, I think, I think maybe the markets have got Tesla right. I know lots of people that short Tesla as a sport, they're not looking so clever at the moment, are they? So, okay, we'll move on. Um, I'm going to go to... You've written too many cars, too much. Oh, you've skipped one of them. Um, We're going to go go back to that in a minute. Navigating the way. Um, So, um... Well, yeah. you, you
1: actually tweeted the other day. There was I'm not, I'm not sure if any of you've been bothered reading the thirty something page document that someone in America wrote about the Ferrari stock price. Yeah. But it was a it was a very relevant um piece of reading, I, I thought. You and you I guess you've battled I loved it. your I mean, way it, through the whole It was document. A, it was a, it
0: was, a, it, was a, it was pretty hard going and it was difficult not to draw the conclusion it was written by an embittered ferrari customer who who had had a bad experience probably in the in the last year with ferrari but be that as it may once you could discount the personal element to it it was a very interesting document that just confirmed i think everything that a load of us have suspected that that, a lot of these brands but after you've deconstructed all the accounts and all the other clever stuff that people with big foreheads do they exist because they're special and if you make too many of them they stop being special yeah and at that point you've got some very interesting decisions to make and I think Ferrari is a really good example you know Demont alo is without a doubt the most impressive CEO of a car company I've ever met in my life, um, partly because he was so charismatic he you know when you when he walked into a room he just went. Fuck me. He's a god. You know, no, excuse the French, but he, he genuinely made you go, he's special. And he, he used to make he used to make some pretty bold statements. And the one that he made was, you know, Ferrari has to stay below 7,000 cars a year to stay special. And it wasn't a number he just plucked out of the ether. Yeah. He knew through his 20 years at the company, he knew, whatever it was more than that, he knew that's the volume at which Ferrari had to stay for, if it was to remain special. And I think we're seeing that now that, you know, Ferrari's, Ferrari's pressures are based around. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than
1: with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified
0: physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified
1: physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you.
0: And it has to, you know, and, and like anything that's that's now beholden to the market, unless it grows year on year, it's deemed to be a failure. I mean, that's the only bit about capitalism that I don't really understand, is that unless you, you can't be static, you have to keep making more and more than the year before. Otherwise, you you're deemed a failure. That seems oxymoronic to me. So poor old Ferrari is now left trying to flog too many cars. Which is gonna it's gonna hurt its reputation. I'm absolutely state here. I don't want Ferrari to be in trouble. It's it's one of the joys in my life, Ferrari. Yeah. I love what they do. I love the people that work there. I love going there. There's no more special place on the planet. I love everything to do with the brand. I really do. I have my arguments with them in the past because they've been wankers in the past. But like you expect them to be. If Ferrari weren't being wankers, I'd be disappointed. Because yeah. they're great. I love the confidence, the chutzpah of the place. But you know at the moment it's just a it's a different car every bloody week they're not well, quite is, as bad man, as mclaren
1: but, but, but the you know they they will be finding out they'll know this before the dealers knew it but the the model they've built over the last few years is not sustainable anymore because a guy orders a 488 coupe and then the spider and an 812 and an 812 gts so we can get x y and z you know they can't sustain the depre the, the buyers don't want to deal with the depreciation and if they're not ordering those next cars that come through then where's the order bank going yeah. to get built and I think I was saying to you earlier on that you know Ferrari really want uh, new customers to buy the the Roma um, but the new customers don't exist because they're in PCP deals on Bentleys, Astons, uh, McLaren 600LTs, uh, Audi R8s, Mercedes AMG GTs or, or they're still stuck in their 488 Spiders etc. But what there just what, aren't enough customers. As,
0: as we discussed, what a place to be stuck. I love a 408 Spy. Yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah. stick with it and stay with it. But one stat I'd love to know that you'll never find out is, if Ferrari makes, I don't know what its volume is this year, it's, it's 10,000 or more, isn't it, this year? I can't remember. But if Ferrari makes, let's say, 10,000 cars a year, um, how many actual new customers does it have? How many customers buy those 10,000 cars? About 5,000. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I was told by a, a, a big UK-based dealer that uh, he was talking me through the 300 plus new car orders they've got in their system at the moment, the volume of those orders are are, are people that have got four or more cars on order. Yeah, (laughs) um, it's, it's it's, and
0: do you know what, we have to be clear, it's not just Ferrari that's got that problem, they've all, you know, Aston's got the same problem, and, and, um, and you could argue the McLaren's probably further down the road of having that problem, they've all got the same problem, but for some reason Ferrari is the jewel in the crown, and I think know this phrase too big to fail I'm not saying that they are in an imminent danger of course they're not but they're they're the one that you think well they're not going to get this wrong are they but it seems like they've been drawn into it as well Mm. here we go the Zinger how do you pronounce it?
1: I I was probably wrong Zinger? Zinger Zinger. Zinger.
0: Zinger. this 3D printed thing from from...
1: named after a a chicken burger from KFC I think okay um Good, good cultural reference there, Edward.
0: You've never had one of those, have you? No. You probably had one yeah. by Gordon Ramsay with his name <laughs> stamped on the side of it. Um, the uh, no, I,
1: I, I wrote that down because um, they they did a bit of a media launch, didn't they, in, in LA um, a few weeks ago? Uh, might have been more than that now, and then announced that they were coming to Geneva, just at the time whilst they were flying everyone over from uh, California that Geneva was cancelled and what they did is a sort of a team building exercise as they built their full stand which looked amazing and, and I and I like what they did uh, around that but I just I find it very interesting it's a, three print, a 3D 3 printed car um, it's a new way of doing things
0: yeah I, I on the different end of the spectrum I've from got Tesla I guess I've got a lot of cynicism around that part of the market I just think there's too many of these bloody stupid hype cars that never get used but that one is one that my ears picked up to. and went I love the idea. I love. The- it's a new process. It's clearly, it's clearly got a lot of expertise behind it. They're not going to make many cars. I suspect they'll sell every single one. Um, it's it's dead impressive. I mean, I think they've got a bit sucked into the influencer loop of doom, haven't they? And, and ended up sort of in shore ditch and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think that will damage them at all. I f- it just looks like a really interesting product, and they did reach out and say, "Do you want to go and see it?" But sadly, I was busy. Hopefully, at some point, I'll get to drive one. Just looks like a very high quality product, doesn't it? Um, and I and I and I, there's a. It's this.
1: It's the start of something. Aren't you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The three D
0: printing thing is 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 fascinating because you know the component quality I I presume is off the dial, mm. but I don't know. Um, it just hope that they are you know that the process delivers the strength that you need in those components because the thing's got. 1500 horsepower hasn't it or something like yeah. that so it's going to be going quite quick
1: now just what there's I've got a few more things written down here we're, we're, we're going to finish this podcast on a positive note yeah. please please bear with us but yeah. we're throwing a few things out there just to get everyone uh, getting everyone thinking
0: um, so next one here we go so um, that rough thing the rough rodeo rodeo now because I do a bit of work with Singer I, I shouldn't really be commenting on on Alois Ruff's um, activities, but I can because you know what I've been doing this a long time, and I've loved everything they've ever done. And the Yellowbird is on my list of cars one day I want to own because it's sensational. Um, and the Rodeo thing initially, I saw it and just thought, Do you know what, this Safari Nine Eleven fad needs to end. We've got too much of it now. We've got Lee Keane doing his amazing cars. We've got Tuttle been doing it for years. Everyone is trying to make a Nine Eleven into a bloody Range Rover. But big but. 700 horsepower, with those telltale intakes over the rear tops of the rear wings, go anywhere. I mean, it's just cool as shit, isn't it? It is so, <laughs> it is so, it
1: is so cool. And, and go, the reason I said what I said earlier on was, you know, we're talking about the, some of the negatives of the modern cars. You know, the, I guess that car's going to be a million dollars or pounds or euros or whatever. They're going to sell all of them and more. You know, it's so cool.
0: Strange, isn't it? We, we just had a bite to eat, and um, why is it? That the moment I saw that thing, I thought, as long as they only want to make, whatever, somewhere between fifteen hundred of those, they'll sell every single one. But when I saw the McLaren Elver, I just thought, not a chance, guys. No one's going to be bothered. Is it because one's actually got a windscreen and the other one hasn't, or, or, or do we just think that there's that there's something believable about that car? You can see someone actually buying it to use it.
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah, and that's why you know Singer's success has been. You know, it's not sold to speculators it's sold to people that genuinely want that car yeah. you know an, an Elva or a SP2 or whatever you know I, I don't think anyone's been dreaming of the next Ferrari that doesn't have a roof or a windscreen or a McLaren that doesn't have a roof well, or about, an Aston Martin well I talked
0: about those boxes that you tick and once you've ticked the last one the you know, the lineup of doom the last one if they're called the bullshit boxes the last one is when you start launching cars that you can't use yeah when everyone's building cars, when, when the ideas box is so empty that you're scraping around the bottom with your fingernails going, oh, I know what we will make a car you can't fucking use. Yeah. It's like, well, of course it's going to go wrong, isn't yeah. it? No one wants a... I mean, there's SP2s. I know the wonderful power slide lover, who I love. He's a, he's a wonderful chap, and boy, can he drive. But he's the only person in the world that'll ever use the bloody yeah. thing. He's the only one that can drive it, probably, probably. So I love all that stuff, but it's not it's not sustainable. Whereas, weirdly, a 911 on stilts... Built in Germany, that's got a load of power. Probably is. Yeah. Next it's cool Here we thing. go. The, the, this is this is interesting. So, at the moment, there aren't many safe havens for people that buy expensive cars. Um, I think everything feels like it's at risk. Um, and I know there's too many expensive cars in this conversation. We're going to move the, We're going to move it down market in a minute. Um, so I've asked Edward what his safe havens are. What does he think? And I suppose by asking what a safe haven is, you're asking him to define. The absolute icons of 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 the supercar market because they're the only ones that you want to put your money into right now. Go on.
1: Yeah, and you know this is not all. You know that th- yes, they're all cars, but this is not just about them being cars anymore. You know they are like owning a piece of art on the wall. Yeah. And and I think the Ferrari F40 is is that car. There are a few more, but for me, that is the car. I think Carrera GT is there in some form yeah um i think 275 gtb ferrari short wheelbases you know right at the top end gtos they're pretty well protected mclaren f1 from what is going on in the world, because the right people buy them produced in small numbers, and they 're not just buying them because they think they're going up in value, they buy them for the right reasons, yeah. and that is what ultimately protects their value
0: it 's quite rarefied territory there's not that 's not available to most of us so
1: well i 'll give you one so one of my team went um to historic's auctions uh for a no reserve uh Peugeot GTI that was being sold did it have a sunroof or not Uh, and it didn't it was black it was right hand drive without a sunroof 36,000 miles and your your mate Vicky butler Henderson was actually auctioning the car at the time so he he went out there Uh, sorry Rohan thinking this this is going to come for two grand and, and i've got an insurance quote it's going to cost me another 250 quid a year to so vicky uh, first car she'd ever auctioned i'm opening up here with an absentee of ten thousand pounds it waited there for three hours <laughs> ascot race course <laughs> with the average age of about 70 years old <laughs> tire kicking and it sold for 18 and a half grand you know this this was a a black 1.6 gti must have been 35 nice. 000 miles you know looked like new <clears throat> So there are people out there that will pay incredible money for the best of the best. So, yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a GTO. It can be a, a GTI.
0: I agree. I, th- I still think... Going back to our first ever
1: podcast from GTI to GTO. GTI to GTO. We said, so
0: I, I still think that this isn't about how much the car is necessarily. This is about the reasons that you're buying the car. And this yeah. comes back to, to why we want to end on a positive note. Because actually... As long as you want a car for the correct reasons, i.e. you want to own it, to cherish it, to have a relationship with it, to to keep it for a long time, for it to become part of your family, the value of the car doesn't necessarily matter. It's what it costs you to buy. If you can afford to buy it, then that's all that really matters. It's what you're willing to pay for it on the day. And I've got some stuff that I've bought over the years. Some of it owes me the wrong money. Some of it owes me the right money. I have a Mercedes W124 320 Sportline convertible that that my good friend Richard Tuttle always asks me for what he calls the Merck update every year. Because I think I paid 16 grand for it in 2006. So I paid too much money for it and it wasn't a very good car. And I won't say where I bought it from because the remedial work required to make it even a half-decent car has cost me a lot of money over the years. We think... I've done the mass. It stands me in at 48 grand now in <laughs> restoration, servicing, stuff going wrong and just sort of throwing, you know, you throw two grand at it a year, don't you? And it must do about 50 miles a year. But I'll, I'll never sell it because I want one. Unless you offer him 48 grand. <laughs> yeah. I know I got a trade bid of eight for it last year. <laughs> right? But I just don't care because it, it it's, it, you know, I can afford it. I've worked hard. I can afford it. It's not my Ferrari. But it is—it's a thing I want to keep, and so I don't—I just don't really mind. I bought it for the right reasons. Yeah. I didn't buy it because I thought it was going to go up in value. I bought it because it's a four-seat Ferrari that's utterly sorry, four-seat Mercedes that's utterly dignified, and and is now it's like a fifth limb, frankly, because yeah. it's been with me for so long. So I think we're now getting into the territory of we just the reset means the market's going to go down. Hopefully, people will start buying cars they want yeah. now. That's that's what I think. As long as it's not crazy money, like that 18 grand 205 GTI. Okay, so Rohan, who I've not met, but I'll look forward to meeting you, Rohan, because you sound like my kind of gutsy punter. He's probably a little bit naive to think that two grand would would buy the car. (laughs) He
1: spent too much time with me. Yeah, so...
0: so, But that, that 18 grand 205, to me, still seems like not bad value. It's someone has bought that car because they... I either had one back in the day, and it was the best car they'd ever driven. Because I, 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 still feel that the first time I drove a two hundred five GTI. Have
1: you got one now? No. I, I've
0: got, I've got a fleet of excesses, and I've got two rallies. I haven't got a GTI because actually I prefer the others. But I remember the first time I got in a two hundred five GTI one point six as a kid, and you just you, you just started up, and it had a very even idle with the fuel injection, a very distinctive idle, the way that the rev counter needle would sit just above. Just sorry, just above the between the naught and the one thousand, it was a very distinctive idle. That slightly empty sound from the exhaust back box, and the gear shift was so good. You just snuck first gear, and you went to second, and you couldn't believe how short the gear ratios were. Second to third, the engine note barely dropped, and it was just instant. Punch. Is the one point six the one to have? <sighs> oh, I look, I vacillate on this. The one point six is a little bit sweeter. The handling is a bit sweeter, but the one point nine. There's something a bit angry about a one point nine that. I can go. I've made arguments either way, and people think that I'm inconsistent. But it's way. If you end up with a mint 205 GTI, for me, it's more important whether it's got a sunroof or not. I'd have, I'd have the car without the sunroof over the one that had. Is the, that from the structural rigidity? No, it's just a bloody. <laughs> it's got this vacuum seal on the sunroof, the factory fit sunroof. Yeah. And they just when you don't use them, they all the the rubbers perish, and then when you want to when you want to close it again, what happens is these two runners get get stuck to the glass going forwards, and it just they. Fire forward like some shit bloody <laughs> roof rack, and then it's very difficult to fix. So you just and it also, it's an ugly sunroof. It adds an inch and a half to the roof and everything. I just don't like them. So I can see why that car's worth eighteen. Uh, why not? I mean, it's just joyous.
1: If you've got a great two hundred and five GTI, please get in touch. We need to satisfy Rohan's uh, needs to. to yeah, it needs to, to be. To on, own,
0: needs yeah. to be on collecting cars. um So I think. Like like any part of the economic cycle, there's two ways of looking at what we're about to go into now. It's either, oh god, doom and gloom, or it's I'm going to get a F12 for 110 grand. Yeah. I'm going to get um, an E, you know, the latest whatever it is, F80 M3 yeah. for 25 grand out, you know, out the back door because yeah. they can't, they, the trader won't buy it. There's going to be absolutely amazing deals coming. I'll admit to one thing publicly: I have bought. Um, I've bought a BMW M2 competition because I had no intention of buying any new cars at the moment. Uh, You know, the the deals on them are are, are pretty good. But also, it's a... I was in one the other day, and and my 1M has got a bit too long in the leg now. I've used it too much, and I want to put it away. This this M2 competition, if you look at it dispassionately, is the new Sierra Cosworth, right? It's a two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, compact, Saloon car that that's got 400 horsepower out the factory, and if you if you even give the ECU the lightest tickle under the belly, it's 500 horsepower. But before you even thought about it, is yours getting a tickle? No, no, it won't be because it's uh, it's a lease vehicle, so I wouldn't do that. Um, But the (laughs) so you've got you've just got this incredible performance package. They're not that much money. They've got loads of deals on them, and it's a it's a manual. I just thought. uh, if I don't have one of these now I don't think I'll be buy, I'll be offered that car in three years time by, by a dealer so I'm going to have one so yeah M2 competition all day long I'd so bought
1: I, an automatic would you? yeah
0: you'd bought DSG? yeah I'm lazy when it comes to that it depends what you're going to use it for well, I'm going to use it for driving Edward if you want to well, you, oh dearie me I mean there's no there's no helping something but <laughs> mind you you've still got a Harley Davidson with a personalised number plate haven't you? I so. don't
1: anymore the, the personalised number plate's off I've still got the bike
0: So I I think there's rich picking. So what what would you what do you think is currently going to be quite good value? Let's go a bit lower down. So so my,
1: my my advice coming into this period would be simple. Just accept what your cars are worth. If you don't want them, sell them, and then go and buy what you want to buy at today's money it's you know it's a great opportunity you know if you've got if you're if you fancy a BMW M2 competition a used car that's 10% less than it was last year then just take 10% less for yours and you know move, move on um.
0: There will be inevitable stasis in the market when people have to slightly digest the fact that their cars have gone down in value. But as you say, if the if there's equivalent value out there, no, and there is, that's into. the point. There
1: is, you know, there's not. There, there's only. Oh, we've written down here the outliers and the icons which we've talked about. There's, there's only a handful of cars really that are. Going the opposite direction to everything else, you know, most things are following the same. You know, if the if if the if the whole market's dropped twenty five percent, then it doesn't really matter. You know, the the cost to change is kind of the
0: same. Um, my, uh, my 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 five twelve tr, which has done sixty two and a bit thousand miles now, I mean, he's. Basically, an unsaleable vehicle. It's
1: just uh, just opening up now. It's isn't just it?
0: had a. Um, yeah, I've, I've never owned a car that's gone through the entire go up, go down cycle. So I bought <laughs> it in what 2012 for, I think I paid fifty thousand for, it and it had forty eight thousand or forty five thousand miles on the, <laughs> it. It's already the highest mile. It was the one that everyone avoided and went oh, avoid that. And I think <laughs> all the other ones were about seventy, and I paid fifty for it. In that time. Its value shot up to, I think someone offered me £150,000 for it about four, five, four years ago. It, it had been in that little film we did, and it had a great story. And also, being a high-mileage car, it runs so well. It's such a fast car. I think it's now worth about... 49 pounds I think it's worth... No, it's less. I think it's, got, I think it's <laughs> worth about £40,000. It's done 62000 miles, And also, because it's serviced at, um, by a, a dealership group whose surname is familiar with you, Edward... Um, it's not, it's been serviced the right way by Ferrari Swindon and Matthew and the team. Obviously, the car is looked after brilliantly and it's in great condition, but the bills they ain't cheap. So, actually, I've now spent more than the value of the car having it serviced <laughs> over the time that I've had it. So, look, I and I, do you know what? I love the fact that actually that car's been through the full cycle. I've loved owning it, I still love owning it. It's great fun, it's cost me money, I know, but but not tragically, yeah. And and I, I didn't, I probably, you know, I could have sold it for a load of money and, and bought something else with it. But I probably would now be sitting here thinking, yeah, I think I'd like another 512. And um, maybe I should have banked the money, waited, and then put 70 grand. Bought and three of go, them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but it's interesting to own a car that goes that far up and then comes crashing back yeah, down yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. So, look, there's lots of fun to be had out there. Do go and have uh, a look at the YouTube channel. Watch Sam's work. He's a superb presenter. I'm not allowed to say that normally. I should, be, I should be embittered because I've got another rival out there. But he's he's a bit good at that, and he's a fantastic driver as well. Go, and, go on to the Collecting Cars uh, auction site. Have a good rootle around because there's some fantastic kit on there. It's getting more and more interesting. Um, and and um, I, I,
1: you know, I know you don't like me uh, pitching too much of what we do, but you know, given the time we're in now with our auction platform you know the car stays with you you send us the photos you send us the information we curate it put it up you know the car doesn't leave you until you've been paid there there isn't a better way to sell a car it costs you nothing to list with us you get 100% of the hammer price back you know do do engage with us because we would love to help
0: yeah I think so I I I think your timing's right I think maybe this online auction platform might be on to
1: something be, yes
0: Okay, um, so we'll be back actually sooner than usual with some some really, really good podcasts coming up. I'm pleased with uh, the lineup. But for now, uh, from uh, the G-Wagon, somewhere near the M4, uh, goodbye from myself and Edward Lovett. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.